This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Thursday, May the 5th, 2022. Hope everybody is having a great Thursday so far. Remember, Headlines is the one-stop shop for all your wrestling headlines across social media platforms and the various wrestling websites. We go ahead and we scour everything to bring you all the latest trending news stories in the world of pro wrestling. So right now, let's go ahead and let's jump right into it. From eWrestling News, Andrew Ravens is reporting that former AEW star Marco Stunt well, he's returning to GCW. Marco Stunt is headed back to GCW as the promotion announced his return is set for June 18th at You Wouldn't Understand. His contract with AEW was not renewed, which made him a free agent. Now, he hasn't appeared on AEW television since October of 2021, with his last match being taped in September. He suffered a concussion in October, which kept him out of action until January. His last GCW bout came at Don't Tell Me What To Do 
on February the 20th. Now, if you want to find out more about Marco Stunt and his upcoming debut or re-debut at GCW, go ahead and follow him on social media, or you can go ahead and follow Game Changer Wrestling at GC Wrestling. Once again, we hope the best for Marco Stunt in all of his future endeavors. Brian Kendrick is making news at this hour. Thomas Lawson from E-Wrestling News is writing in. Brian Kendrick discusses the controversial comments that got him pulled from an AEW show. Brian Kendrick has said that he was cold-hearted when making the comments that would ultimately get him pulled from appearing in AEW. Kendrick was meant to appear on AEW Dynamite back in February, but after several comments made by Kendrick in the past came to light, Tony Khan decided to pull him from the show. Now, the comments were made in 2013, including Kendrick denying that the Holocaust had happened and claiming that the Sandy Hook shooting that killed nearly 20 children and six adults, well, that was staged, he said. Speaking to TMZ, Kendrick again apologized for his comment saying, and I quote, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for being so cold-hearted and trying to profit off of a tragedy. I suppose it is what it was. I was trying to gain off of others. Tragedies by making conspiracy theories to create buzz for myself, to gain some sort of bookings. It was a terrible idea, and even if it hadn't affected anybody, it's just horribly embarrassing. I am sorry for anybody, to the people I hurt for making light of stuff that happened to them or their family. I hope you can accept that. Kendrick has been since working with a couple other different projects right now. He's been working with the Survivor Project, which supports elderly Holocaust survivors. Now, the former WWE Cruiserweight Champion has accepted that the controversy may have ended his wrestling career, but he's hoping that he at some point can have another chance. If you'd like to find out more about Brian Kendrick, Thomas Lawson is writing in at this hour at E-Wrestling News. All right, China's mother is making news today. China's mother claims somebody cleaned up the scene or her body was even found. Thomas Lawson's writing in this hour. The mother of late wrestling star China has claimed that somebody arrived at the scene of her death and cleaned things up around the area before the body was notified to the authorities. Now, China died on April in 2016 from a drug overdose and was a big part of WWE in the 90s and the early 2000s. She also was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame as part of Degeneration X in 2019. Now, in a Facebook post, Jan LaQuen, China's mother, said that there is a lot of questions that still have to be answered surrounding her daughter's death and she hasn't been happy with what she's been told so far. She said, and I quote, so many of you have contacted me recently and told me that you hoped that one day I would find the answers that I have been looking for to what truly happened to Joni right after her death and how she really died. This woman in these pictures now going as DJ Ben on Facebook, she has been called DJoy Bendoy, called me after Joni died, telling me that she spent the last Sunday with Joni. This was the last day that anyone had seen her. She told me that she and her boyfriend and Joni spent the afternoon in Joni's condo. Since then, I've tried to contact her several times to learn more about what had happened that day, but she keeps ignoring my request to speak with me. Is she hiding something? It would seem so. Now, she would also go on to say, I spoke with LA coroner investigator Christy McCracken and the Renando police detective investigator personally after Joni's death. Both of them told me that there is no evidence of alcohol in Joni's condo and that the LA medical examiner told me that the contributing to her death were two types of alcohol and her blood level was way over the top. So how does this make any sense? She was obviously under the influence of massive amounts of alcohol, yet... None was found in the apartment? What happened? Did D remove all of the evidence? And if so, why? 
If you'd like to find out more about what China's mother is saying right now, you can follow this article over at eWrestling News, and it is trending at this hour by Thomas Lawson. All right, Tony Khan is making news today. He actually wants to go ahead and thank fans for some lighting changes that they did at a recent TV tapings. Now, AE President Tony Khan had thanked a fan for suggesting a lighting change, which was implemented on last night's episode of Dynamite. The fan in question had repeatedly requested Khan to stop using the darker crowd lighting which was used shortly before dynamite moved to tbs now during last night's show the fans noted that the crowd lighting had visibly reverted back to a lighter shade and khan thanked everybody on twitter and social media for their suggestions if you'd like to read what tony khan had to say you can go ahead and follow him over on social media all right, continuing on with the news. More interesting things are coming up about Impact Wrestling. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour. Four matches have now been added to Sunday's Impact May Day tapings. Several matches have been added to and announced for Sunday's Impact tapings. The tapings will take place the day after the Under Siege special on Saturday, and here are the bouts. There's going to be a gauntlet for the gold. El Fantasmo versus Kenny King. Jay White and Chris Bay versus Josh Alexander and Ishii. Matt Taven and Mike Bennett versus the Good Brothers as well. If you'd like to find out more about the May Day event that Impact Wrestling is going to be having, go ahead and check them out on social media, and you can go ahead and head over to impactwrestling.com. Nikki Bella is making news today. Andrew Ravens is writing, Nikki Bella to host a celebrity game show called Barmageddon? Hmm, interesting. WWE Hall of Famer Nikki Bella will serve as a host for a new celebrity game show on the USA Network, according to a report from Deadline. Now, Blake Shelton and Carson Daly are also set to star and produce the show. It will take place from Shelton's Nashville bar, Old Red. Daly will serve as the bartender, and Shelton will play with the band while Bella hosts. The description of the brand new show is as follows. In each episode, two celebrities will play a unique set of five games in the bar to win a much-needed prize for a viral internet sensation. Each is chosen to support. Pluck from obscurity following their epic misadventures on the internet, these now infamous stars find themselves at the old red hoping to be redeemed the competition heats up when the losing rival of each round has a chance to even the score by spinning the wheel of redemption a risky move with hilarious consequences now shelton and daly will offer words of encouragement and also heckling of course to their celebrity friends on occasion they might even step in the show to show off their skills or play in one of the games ultimately the winning team takes home the prize while the losing celebrity must accept the shame of defeat but this is barmageddon even if they don't win, at least they whole had a lot of fun trying. If you'd like to go ahead and find out more about Nikki Bella and the new show that's going to be airing on the USA Network, by all means, follow Andrew Ravens and follow E-Wrestling News. All right, let's go ahead and follow another story about AEW. Andrew Ravens is also reporting at this hour. AEW is to debut in Savannah, Georgia in July. AEW will take their show on the road to Savannah, Georgia on Wednesday, July the 13th for a live episode of Dynamite and a taping of Rampage. Tickets will go on sale Friday, May the 13th, and the building will seat 9,500 people. Now, 
This is the schedule of what we are looking at so far. Coming up Wednesday, May 11th, Dynamite and Rampage from the UBS Arena in Long Island. Wednesday, May the 18th, Dynamite and Rampage from the Farida Center in Houston, Texas. Wednesday, May 25th, Dynamite at the Michelob Ultra Arena in Las Vegas. Friday, May 27th, Rampage at the Michelob Ultra Arena in Las Vegas. And then Sunday, May 29th, Double or Nothing in the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. If you'd like to find out all of the other times and dates for shows coming up for AEW, please go ahead and cruise on over to eWrestling News. And Andrew Ravens has all the dates for Rampage and Dynamite. Speaking of AEW, ticket sales just continue to keep rolling. Pre-sale tickets for AEW New Japan Forbidden Door? Well, they've now sold out. Andrew Ravens is writing at this hour, AEW New Japan Forbidden Door pay-per-view event on Sunday, May 26th in Chicago, Illinois at the United Center is off to a strong start as all the pre-sale tickets for the show sold out in under 40 minutes. Now, WrestleTick reports that the current setup for the arena is for 14,000. Now, there were over 20,000 in the queue to buy tickets. AEW will have a general on-sale tickets coming up this Friday morning, but they're expected also to sell out quickly. AEW will present its next pay-per-view called Double or Nothing on May the 29th with the main event featuring AEW World Champion Adam Hangman Page defending against CM Punk. If you'd like to find out more about the event, Follow WrestleTix at W-R-E-S-T-L-E-T-I-X on social media and follow AEW and New Japan on their social media platforms and on their various websites. Andrew Ravens also reporting at this hour about WWE SmackDown. PWI Insider reports that the current plan is to have WWE Raw Tag Team Champions RK-Bro at Friday Night SmackDown tapings. Now, it's likely they're going to appear on the show to further build their six-man match, which is going to be happening at WrestleMania Backlash, versus Randy Orton, Matt Riddle, and Drew McIntyre is going to face off against the Bloodline. Also, Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins are being locally advertised for a dark match on the show. If you'd like to find out more about this, definitely cruise on over to WWE. But they're also reporting at this hour the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship, which is Sasha Banks versus... Shayna Baszler is going to be updated on the card, as well as Kofi Kingston and King Woods versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland. Now that is going to be a tables match. If you'd like to find out more, once again, follow WWE on all social media platforms. All right, let's go ahead and let's take a look at some other news from Impact Wrestling. E-Wrestling News is reporting at this hour. Moose says he was about to walk into WWE until Impact Wrestling showed how much they truly valued him. Fightful's Sean Ross Sapp recently conducted an interview with top Impact Wrestling star Moose, where the former world champion revealed why he decided to remain with the promotion, Impact, and decided to say no to WWE, even though a contract was sitting at the table. In an interview, Moose said he was ready to jump ship to WWE, but the Impact executive, Scott Demore, who Moose greatly admires, really showed him how much they valued his talents. In a quote, Moose would go on to say, A lot of people don't know this, but I was pretty much about to walk into WWE. Yeah, and I was literally gone. And the last talk I had with Scott Demore really showed me how much he wanted me. It's one of those things. I talked to my wife about it. I said, there's still a lot of things I haven't accomplished at Impact. So leaving and going to WWE really wouldn't be fair to myself, nor would it be fair to Scott, who I really look up to as a mentor and a big brother. 
so I decided to give it one more shot. Impact has done a great job keeping some of their core guys and homebred guys. I'm hoping that we can keep everything the same. I think Scott's done a phenomenal job with the turnaround he's done with Impact, and it's only going to get better. Now, Moose would be crowned Impact World Champion in 2021 at their Bound for Glory event, justifying his decision to remain with the company. When revisiting his career with Impact, Moose reminisces about his first contact with Dixie Carter, adding, it was difficult time for him, and it was difficult getting a paycheck, especially when pay was not necessarily guaranteed. Moose would say, I've been there since when people weren't getting paid. I remember my first contract I signed with Impact under Dixie Carter, and I got paid when I was first signed, and then I didn't see another paycheck for four to five months. I've seen her since that era, but now Scott has taken over. He really, really turned the locker room around in terms of what Impact is known for. He's made an actual company where people want to come and work for. We have the Briscoes now on our show. Hopefully that's going to be a long-term thing based upon the way that they are building them up. I'm really hoping that a good long-term deal gets done with them. With a name like the Briscoes, probably the best tag team in all of professional wrestling signed to Impact, and now the Good Brothers signing with Impact, we just got a lot. We got Jonah, W. Morrissey, and different guys that are still scheduled to come in. Hopefully that shows that, you know what, Impact is the place to go. Actual names actually want to come here now, and that's what I'm praying and hoping we will see. Now, Moose revealed in a separate interview that fans will know his next decision and the direction he goes once upcoming Under Siege event occurs. If you'd like to go ahead and read more about this, go ahead and cruise on over to eWrestling News as this article is also trending right now. All right, another article trending right now in eWrestling News. There's a triple threat middleweight championship bout added to MLW Kings of Colossum. Let's go ahead and find out what's happening here. Major League Wrestling sent out the following press release today announcing a new match for the May 13th Kings of Colossum event that's held in Philadelphia. Myron Reed is set to defend the MLW Middleweight Championship against Arez and Casey Navarro in a triple threat match. Reed has been a dominant player in the middleweight division and is currently in his third title reign. Now, you can find all of the information regarding the big match that has recently been announced if you cruise on over to their website. But we do want to let you know, grab your tickets at MLW2300.com and the 2300 Arena box office. It's the fastest division in Major League Wrestling. will be in overdrive as the reigning world middleweight champion defends his belt against one of Mexico's emerging greats in Arez and a flashy and furious KC Navarro. Once again, do not forget... The event is going to be happening on May 13th at the 2300 Arena, the old ECW stomping grounds in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. All right, let's go ahead and let's keep the news rolling here. Another big story that is coming out right now is far as NXT UK. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour, a new, brand new episode of NXT UK is going to be coming out. Now it'll appear on Peacock this afternoon or this evening. The following matches have been announced for the show. The World of Darkness match with NXT UK Women's Champion Miko Satomura versus Issa Dawn and No More Dar interviews Lash Legend. Very interesting to see all the content that's going to be happening. And Tiger Turin's debut actually happens tonight. Once again, if you have the Peacock Network, you can definitely check that out. That's going to be airing either this afternoon or later on tonight. 
Andrew Ravens is writing in this hour the preview for tonight's Impact Wrestling episode. For all our Impact Wrestling fans, tonight's episode of Impact Wrestling on Access TV, it's all set. The episode will premiere currently on Impact's Wrestling Twitch stream channel for free and, as always, on Access TV. Now, here are the matches that have been lined up. Monsters Ball, Jonah versus PCO. Impact Wrestling X Division Champion Ace Austin will be taking on Rocky Romero. In a tables match, Brian Myers will be taking on W. Morrissey. Bullet Club, Jay White and Chris Bay will take on Willie Mack and Rich Swan. And Ishii will take on Steve Macklin. And Masa Slamovich will also be in action. Don't miss a second of Impact Wrestling. Once again, you can catch them on Access TV or you can catch them on their Twitch channel, which will stream the event as well. Thomas Lawson is writing in at this hour that Dolph Ziggler isn't a fan of his brother getting merchandise in AEW. WWE star Dolph Ziggler has encouraged his brother Ryan Nemeth to destroy any merchandise he receives as part of AEW. Nemeth signed with AEW in 2021, and on his Twitter this week, he showed off a new Hollywood hunk shirt on the company's AEWshop.com website. Now, Ziggler responded with a tongue-in-cheek response that it should be destroyed shortly after. You can follow him right now on social media. New arrival, check out the Hollywood hunk if you go on over on Twitter and follow shop at AEW. Maybe a little sibling rivalry is happening right there. Let's go ahead and let's continue with the headlines right now. Drew McIntyre says it's not easy for a guy to discuss mental health. Thomas Lawson's writing on this hour that two-time champion drew mcintyre said that it's difficult for him as a man to discuss mental health mcintyre was released from wwe in 2014 which he admits in his autobiography led to a serious swing of depression in his life now speaking as part of wwe's partnership with the out ad council sees the awkward campaign to raise awareness for mental health issues mcintyre discussed his own struggles he had he said and i quote when i was younger i kept everything inside it wasn't healthy it bubbled over and affected my life. As soon as I was open and honest, I was able to let everybody within my small group know how I was feeling. And I built my mind around needing to get me to where I needed to be. And now I've had friends to reach out to me and tell me that they're not in a good place. Now I'll tell you, it's not easy as a guy, especially being open and showing your emotion. Now, the Scottish Superstar will team up with Raw Tag Team Champions RK-Bro to face off the undisputed WWE Universal Champions Roman Reigns and SmackDown Tag Team Champions The Usos once again at WrestleMania Backlash. Once again, don't miss WWE's Backlash. You can check it on the Peacock Network, or if you're outside of the United States, it still will air on the WWE Network. Alright, let's give you an update on what's going on with Tessa Blanchard. As we reported yesterday, Tessa Blanchard seems to be on the outs with Women of Wrestling. What's happening now? Well, Ryan Clark with eWrestling News has the latest. As reported earlier on eWrestling News, there appears to be some issues between Tessa Blanchard and Women of Wrestling. The two sides reportedly had a falling out recently, and some of the talent in the company actually feel that Blanchard is no longer with them anymore. Now, following the reports surfacing, Blanchard took to her Instagram, and she shared a post from San Antonio pastor Matt Haggy, which read, When standing up for your beliefs becomes a matter of great inconvenience, 
will you stand away? For what it's worth, Blanchard recently deactivated her Twitter account and it's only been active on Instagram for a few days. Now, originally Tessa Blanchard signed with Women Wrestling last October when they got a syndicated TV deal with Viacom CBS. It was her landing spot after she got fired from Impact Wrestling in 2020. Fightful Select has learned that allegations Blanchard and Rimina Wrestling, which came after she deactivated her social media accounts. If you'd like to read more about the history of what's been going on with Tessa Blanchard between Impact Wrestling and Women of Wrestling, check out Ryan Clark's article, which is trending now on eWrestling News. All right, let's jump over to our friends over at Wrestling Inc., they got so many great stories that are trending right now. Now, New Japan promises significant improvements for the Capital Collision stream. Robert Grunier is writing in at this hour on Wrestling Inc. As noted, viewers that ordered the New Japan Windy City Riot pay-per-view on Fight TV last month dealt with issues with streaming quality and audio several times during the broadcast. There were also multiple times when the feed would just cut out altogether, leaving the fans wondering what in the world's happening. Now, after that ordeal, New Japan sent out an apology press statement to the fans and offered customer support and refunds for the negative experience. With New Japan Capital Collision event happening on May the 14th, New Japan has sent out a new press release that guarantees significant improvements to the Fight TV stream. Now, there is so much that you can read as far as the press release. It is here in the article. Now, the pay-per-view states that it will take place in DC Entertainment and Sports Arena in Washington, DC on the 14th and it will cost $19.99. As announced earlier today, the huge four-way IWGP US title match between her hero show, Tanahashi, John Moxley, Juice Robinson, and Will Ospreay will headline the show. Now, their matches that have been announced so far is Eddie Kingston versus Ishii and Brody King versus Minoru Suzuki. If you'd like to find out more about this big upcoming event, go ahead and follow New Japan Wrestling on all social media platforms and follow them on their website. All right, keeping up with everything going on in the world of professional wrestling, let's go ahead and let's talk a little Will Ospreay. Robert Grunier is writing in at this hour from Wrestling Inc. Now, three matches were announced for New Japan's strong tapings in Philadelphia on May 15th. A standout bout that fans were excited to see will be the first ever collision between Will Ospreay and longtime veteran Homicide. Now, between... New Japan has offered Jeff Cobb versus Willie Mack in singles action as well. Other interesting matchups for the show include Minoru Suzuki versus Tony Deppin, Killer Cross versus Yuga Yumura. Chris Dickerson is currently booked for the show, but it'll be interesting to see if he's replaced before the TV tapings. As noted, multiple women have now come forward with accusations of abuse by Dickinson. We'll have to find out more. Stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. for more details. Mark Middleton is once again writing in this hour. Former Ring of Honor COO marks the end of an era for Ring of Honor, and he thanks Tony Khan. Former Ring of Honor COO Jeff Koff took to his LinkedIn this week to mark the end of his Ring of Honor under Sinclair Broadcasting Company. Now, as noted before, AEW President, CEO, General Manager, and Head of Creative confirmed that he purchased Ring of Honor and it was finalized this past Wednesday. Now, while Khan announced the acquisition in early March and ran the Supercard of Honor in early April, Wednesday was actually the official day that the Ring of Honor sale went through. In an update, Koff recalled how they first started with Kerry Silken over 12 years ago and that now ended the chapter is final. 
After 552 weekly hours of TV and more than 1,000 hours of additional match content, a sold-out Madison Square Garden, it is no more. Koff also commented that Ring of Honor is now in the most capable hands of AEW and the brilliant mind of Tony Khan. He thanked Khan and others. If you'd like to see the heartfelt thank you that he went ahead and posted, follow Mark Middleton right now as that article is trending on Wrestling Inc. Samoa Joe is making news right now. Samoa Joe responds to past comments about not being in favor of the Forbidden Door. Now, Matthew Wilkinson is writing, AEW and Ring of Honor star Samoa Joe was a recent guest on AEW Unrestricted podcast. He spoke about the term Forbidden Door, which was previously been vocalized. He didn't like it. Despite now working with Tony Khan, his opinion has not changed because Joe sees the Forbidden Door as WWE. He says, and I quote, I stand by my comments. Here's the thing. Maybe my definition of Forbidden Door and your definition are different. But mine was always WWE. Okay, well, that door is still not open. If you're talking about co-promoting with New Japan and other promotions such as Ring of Honor, well, then that's fine. But to me, it's never been considered a forbidden door, he said. I co-promoted with Ring of Honor and New Japan years ago, and we did the best of the Super Juniors. It didn't turn out so well. It wasn't a good collaboration from that experience, but that's what I base it upon. Even to this day, when you talk about the Forbidden Door, I am talking about from a standpoint of where things really can't happen, where other people are, and that door currently is shut, and it doesn't allow wrestlers to come through. Even to me, though, having dealt with Tony, I feel that things are very different now, and I am now dealing personally directly with just Tony. If you'd like to read more about what Joe says about not only the term the Forbidden Door, but the direction he feels that the wrestling world is going into, specifically with AEW and his career, check out Matthew Wilkinson's article trending right now over at Wrestling Inc. Matthew Wilkinson is also writing in at this hour, a story that we had talked about on yesterday's show. AEW's new reality series reportedly greenlit before the Discovery Time Warner merger. Now, AEW's new reality series is coming as soon as it was greenlit by the creator prior, though, to the Discovery Time Warner merger, according to Dave Meltzer on the Wrestling Observer Radio. Now, it was recently revealed that a new show would be coming after Dynamite later this year. This is expected to be a reality-based show and will look at the backstage inner workings of AEW. Now, many fans felt this was a great sign that Discovery is prepared to push more pro wrestling content. Now, while it shows that Discovery is happy to continue working with pro wrestling at this time, it's not something that they necessarily created. The show was already greenlit to take place before the merger even happened, so it's kind of hard to gauge whether or not this provides any glimpse into what the new merger means for pro wrestling. Originally, Rhodes the Top was signed for a second season prior to Discovery being involved, but due to Cody and Brandy leaving the company, that obviously was canceled. The time slot still needs to be filled, though, and we will see what's happening with this new show. Now, it's still unclear exactly what the show will focus on, but there's a lot of stars that have created sizzle reels that may be involved with it, such as Adam Cole, Britt Baker, and Darby Allen. There's so many more news that's trending right now, but once again, please cruise over to Wrestling Inc. and E-Wrestling News because they have all of the details. Swerve Strickland is making news at this hour. 
Coming in, Matthew Wilkinson is writing, Swerve Strickland details his favorite change from WWE to AEW. AEW Swerve Strickland was a recent guest on Talk is Jericho, where he spoke about what he did after being released by WWE. His first decision was to contact Rocky Romero about future work, but then he got a message from Tony Khan via his cousin. He says, and I quote, I listened to our whole album that night. I went on Instagram Live and just played the album, he said. I was thinking I wanted to hear our music and other things that were coming out. This was in November. The first contact I made with Rocky Romero in Japan. I was like, hey, can we chat about something? He said, sure. But my cousin, Will Washington, just got a message from Tony Khan. And he was like, when, when is his 90-day non-compete up? His first meeting with Tony Khan is something that worked out very well. Swerve Strickland claimed that AEW president Tony, Tony Khan is pretty cool, and they spoke over an hour, not even about wrestling. If you'd like to read more about what Swerve Strickland's interactions with Tony Khan were before he officially signed with AEW, Matthew Wilkinson has all of the answers right now, cruising on over to Wrestling Inc. Now, Wrestling Inc. is reporting that AEW is still dealing with a potential class action lawsuit. Now, a plaintiff has filed a, com a complaint against AEW LLC for allegedly violating the Americans with Disabilities Act, also known as ADA. Now, according to Brandon Thurston from WrestleNomics, the plaintiff claims that AEW's shop website isn't accessible to visually impaired people. Now, the plaintiff filed a lawsuit for stating that there is not enough abilities for someone who is not able to see to order product. Now they're saying they were seeking compensatory damages, including statutory and punitive damages. Now they said that they are being unjustly represented because they do not have the abilities to use it correctly. Now, with that being said, AEW has yet to respond right now as far as what exactly is going to happen with this. But the filing says the plaintiff attempted to purchase products on AEW's website in April, but was unsuccessful. The plaintiff says, I want a jury trial. Now, the lawsuit that is happening right now is much similar with WWE had several years ago. They settled with another person who had an issue with WWE shop as well. If you'd like to find out more about this pending legal issue with AEW, definitely go ahead and check out Wrestling Inc. right now. Alright, so many things are happening in the world of wrestling. We love bringing them to you. Those are all the stories right now that are trending right now in the world of pro wrestling. If there's something that you did not hear me talk about, or there's maybe an article that you'd like for me to talk about, definitely hit me up. I'm at social media. I'm at Mike Freeland, M-I-K-E-F-R-E-L-A-N-D on Twitter. That is now officially going to do it. Hope you enjoy the rest of your Thursday, and we'll catch you tomorrow on another episode of Headlines. The rule.